Cameo Radio. Welcome to another episode of Cameo Radio Coffee Shop Talk. I'm here with Danny Honeywine. Hi. And it's Easter. Easter Sunday today. Well. Pretty well. That's what most people figure. It's Sunday for most people. Most people think it's Easter Sunday today. Did you know it was actually on April 3rd? Well, that's a fascinating thing because the current calendar says that it's after the first full moon. Uh, it, uh, the, the calculation of the um, of Easter in the calendar being used by most churches in the place well, that we live, the Western world, the Western world, not Orthodox, not so much in the the, the general, use the Julian calendar, the general calendar of yeah. the Western world. It's calculated based on the first Sunday after the full moon after the equinox. Yes. So that's why Easter moves around all the time. Right. And you never know when is Easter going to be. Right, because it's the first Sunday after Equinox, after the full moon. Uh So sometimes it actually falls on Easter, which is the first Sunday after Equinox. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it has to fall after the full moon, which Mm -hmm. was yesterday. Yesterday was the full moon. Well, last night, I guess, was the full moon. So by that calculation. calculation, Which, where did it come from? It came from a council, Council of Nicaea. And I think it was like 542 AD or something. So that's like 500 years after Christ. Yeah. So they're they're pretty close. Yeah. They weren't like 2,000 years later trying to figure it out. No, but they screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> like they added they added in this whole component. Wait, Nicaea did the moon thing? Yeah. Oh. There was a council. Yeah. And it was only been 500 years since Christ's mission. Right. Right. And then they they were they put the moon in, and they're not supposed to because it's a solar tradition. Well, it's a solar tradition. It's a solar tradition. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. No I mean, I love the full it. moon. It was a beautiful moon last night and everything. Yeah, but it's irrelevant to the to the solar calendar. Yeah, it's not yeah. irrelevant, but it's not part of the solar it's calendar. Not part of the solar calendar. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting topic for an Easter Sunday coffee shop talk. Right, we're here at the. <laughs> the dupe stops here. The dupe stops here. We're here at our pretty own much every shop. time. <laughs> pretty, we keep finding these dupity dupes everywhere. I'm like really? Okay. And, and we're not actually at a coffee shop today. We're we're out here in Forest Grove at the new HQ, mm-hmm. and we have some really nice coffee though. Yeah, really nice coffee. Parallel Forty Nine. Mm. It's phenomenal coffee it's from the border. From the border, it was on sale. Jimmy Patterson was giving us a deal today. <laughs> yeah, fifteen dollars for a bag of coffee Oof. on sale. On sale. Oh, so. That's a thing. Well, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. And we've got a few things lined up today. We have some friends coming by, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have a big turkey dinner, and it should be fun. But speaking of money, oh, money, yes. and needing lots of money to purchase things, like like Elon Musk, forty three billion for Twitter kind to of money. Twitter. Like, what do you do with $43 billion? You purchase Twitter. Like, you're not going to order a pizza. And, like, why? Why are you buying Twitter? Yeah. What's the purpose? 
Like, do I need a bigger yacht to put my yacht on? Well, that's like, not. You're not going to get that by buying Twitter. I don't understand any of it. It makes no sense to me. So, what is he? Why did? Why is he buying Twitter? Why does it matter? I still don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've looked a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those topics that's going around like the flu. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Why buy Twitter? Why buy? Why buy Bitcoin? Why buy? Anything. People like to accumulate wealth, right? I think that's what it is. There must be some purpose in buying Twitter. Like, if you're buying Twitter, there must be some purpose in it. He must have some reason for wanting to purchase Twitter. Well, Elon, we we know you listen to our podcasts, so if you want to call in, let us know. Shoot us an email or something. Why are you interested in buying Twitter? E-money? He's been talking about e-money. What's e-money? Beats the hell out of me. Right. It's another... Crypto, maybe? Crypto? Something? Something? I'm not sure. We'll see. I always wonder until I see the bloody thing. Yeah. But then that's like, it raises questions, like Bitcoin. So if you buy, you know, back in the day, you bought mm-hmm. a Bitcoin for a dollar, mm-hmm. and right now it's holding about 40000 US. Mm-hmm. So if you, do you want to trade your dollar in for $40,000? Yes. Right? Yeah, right. The flat, everybody's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. But like, seriously, if I take $1 mm-hmm. and I go buy something, yeah. I only need $1. Yeah. Do I have to go in there now with 40,000 of those dollars to buy the same thing? That's inflation. That's inflating the global currency supply. Or Bitcoin, yeah. Some people I mean, I think the don't arg- like that. I think the but. argument, though, is that there's a limited supply of Bitcoin, and so that the more people want it, the more it will cost to get it. Well, it is a commodity. Mm-hmm. It's a commodity market. But still, like, what if you took your dollar and you traded it in for a penny? Mm-hmm. People would say, no, that's not a good idea. I think the argument of the Bitcoin thing, like my understanding of it is that Bitcoin is a limited supply and it can only be mined so fast and it gets harder to mine. Therefore, the price goes up. However, there's nothing stopping other cryptos from being invented and created. And so then Bitcoin as the idea itself, that one isn't an issue because if it was just Bitcoin, there actually wouldn't be that much inflation. Because it would just be limited to Bitcoin, and so it is limited, but it's not limited because of the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. Oops. So then there will be 100 cryptos, or whatever. All I know is that if I trade my dollar in mm-hmm. for $40,000, if everybody did that, mm-hmm. you would need $40,000 to have the purchasing power of a dollar. That's how our grandparents went to the movies for like 10 cents. And now it's a lot more, unless we go to the South Caribou Theater. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 bucks to get in. Which is still 100 times. Still 100 times more than it was mm-hmm. for our grandparents. So that's inflation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then what's what? who, who are but the like, people that probably feel that the most? But like right? Bitcoin didn't cause inflation Imagine they, grandparents. Imagine they completely liquidated that whole market. That whole market gets liquidated. All the cash gets pumped out into the world. Mm-hmm. How much cash is in there? Like, how many billions of dollars is in there? Mm-hmm. So that would pump the global currency supply. It would well, I think it. the real trouble is that the mind wants to think that if my money's in Bitcoin, yeah. if it's in there, it's in there. And it's come out of somewhere and gone in there. Like, it's been taken out of something and put in there. Like, that's how I would think of it. Right. Or, like, how I do think of it. But I don't know. I'm like, if I purchase money right. there and I put it there... And then I take it out and put it there. Right. Yeah, you think that... I think that's good because I would go, I would go, okay, well, I've purchased Bitcoin and now it's gone up and now I can pay my mortgage off. 
Right. So it's good for people who are like, you know, crypto millionaires. Mm -hmm. It's good for them. Mm -hmm. But who's it not good for? How about the people who, we were talking about this the other day, 55 plus communities, right? Retirement communities. So these people, they've worked their whole lives. They've watched the purchasing power of a dollar continuously drop. Mm -hmm. They've got savings. Mm -hmm. Their savings, if inflation keeps going the way that it is, I think Canada uh, just put their, was it the bank? But 50 points, 50 base points up, which is like a percent on, on, sorry, what, what on is that? To match inflation, the interest, right? Canada National Bank, right. whatever. So inflation's going up, right? They have to, in order to, like, they have to put up. Inflation's going, they're going to make more inflation? Inflation's happening, so they have to offset oh, okay. it by increasing interest rates. Mm-hmm. So they've gone up 50 base points. Mm-hmm. It's like 1%. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so what happens? When inflation occurs, though, your, your purchasing power of the dollar drops. So what about these people in this? This is just a fascinating thing. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. You're 55 plus. Well, my first question is, why do we have a community that's 55 plus only? Like, well, we don't have communities that are 28 to 48. It's a farm. <laughs> it's <so> crazy. <laughs> if we had a community and we were like, this community is only for 28 to 48 year olds. Yeah. People would be like, that's wrong. But we can have communities for 55 plus only? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Oh, yeah. And if you say, I'm going to say it, white lives matter, that's wrong. But if you say black lives matter, that's okay. There's all kinds of hypocrisy in the world. Yeah. And a lot of the things are just silly. But I, I look at the some of these retirement communities and I'm like, it's an old people farm. They're farming them. Right. So these people move in there and they pay an exorbitant amount of money, mm-hmm. which won't be worth anything if they just sit on it. Mm-hmm. It just continuously devalues the purchasing power. The dollar keeps dropping. So uh, so they move in. They pay all this money. They live there for, you know, say 10 years. And then one of them starts having a health issue and they have, they can't live out here. They have to move to a, closer to a rural center, mm-hmm. Kamloops or something, mm-hmm. get closer to the hospital systems. And, and, uh, and then another wave comes and buys the same thing and lives there for a little while and do a renovation. And, you know, that pays for a few contractors and keeps them busy in the area. And then mm-hmm. one of them has a health issue and they move away again. Mm-hmm. This is rotating oh, door. It is a farm. It is a farm. It's a rotating door for for retirement people and they don't get to retire. It's an illusion. Right. Cause what happens to that big pile of money you've got in the bank, unless you're a millionaire and some people are, they're selling out in Vancouver and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They move up and they're, you know, they're like, wow, I just bought a huge acreage. Did you know I went to Hoppy Easter yesterday? Oh, right. Went Hoppy Easter. And, uh, that's a hundred mile house. In hundred mile. I went mm-hmm. to Hoppy Easter. It was hosted by, I believe, the South Caribou Chamber. Mm-hmm. They had signs up that said Summer Festival, but it clearly was not that. So there were just signs that said Festival here. And it was at the old um, the old junior uh, tennis courts, which were formerly the ice rink. Mm, and, that ice rink was pretty cool. Yeah, and there was like tons of activities. And there was like lots of people there. It was really neat. And lots of games and painting and, and just lots happening. Lots of activity. The weird thing is, though, like, I didn't recognize anybody. And, like, I grew up here my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and I maybe three people I recognized. I was weird. And then I was checking out all the different events. And there's, like, beanbag toss and, like, egg throwing and the fish mm-hmm. pond and all, all the really great stuff. And lots <laughs> of kids and lots of families. And when I was going to go into the event, I'm like, oh, darn, there's a huge lineup. Right. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to wait. A lineup. Line you don't like, see lineups in Yeah, I'm like, mile. I'm a 100 mile, like, uh. And then I realized <laughs> that there was just this archway with balloons on it. 
But there was actually five doors. Oh yeah, the tennis court has on lots the of tennis entrance. court, and like yeah. I was like, oh maybe they. I'm like, do they have security at the door so you can't go into this tennis court? Like I was really, yeah, it was, it was weird. weird. Yeah. And then I went to the door, and I'm like, oh no, you just walk in the door. And then I looked behind me, and all these people were standing in this lineup. Right. But it but was for nothing. No, like they don't. So do that. it was very confusing to me. I was like, "Is this a thing from the city? Is the line are lineups a thing from the city?" Because I remember, form lineups. like, when I was <laughs> living in Vancouver, I remember being very confused about the constant lineups. I was just like, oh, "Everything's, everything's a, lineup a lineup everywhere," and so I was like, right. "Is this a thing? Is line are lineups have lineups now come?" To the South Carolina. You were telling me about New York last night and how it's just a lineup and it's so fast. Yeah, if you try to New do York minute. if you try to do something like at a time when other people because it's all times, like at this it's time fast. people are doing this and this. Yeah. And it's just you just go. Yeah. It's like the New York minute. Getting a getting a ticket from the subway window and the woman's like I needed to ask her a question about t- the two lines. There's like B and B, whatever. And I'm like, I need to, but she's like helping people behind me. You know, she's like, when you're ready to, when you're ready to order, like I'll help you. And she's just furiously helping people behind yeah. me. And I'm there like a totally just Total like deer in the headlights. Like, yeah. what do I do? I have no idea how to get a ticket. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't even know where so, I'm going. I can't even get a question. In. It was pretty fascinating. Yeah. And then it's to see lineup. I'm like, is it lineup culture? Lineup culture. Is it lineup culture? Wow, is that the thing? I don't know, because there was no need for a lineup. There was lots of doors, yeah. and it's not like they were paying to get in. And well, there wasn't was even a thing what, what, there. What were they doing? Like, they would go up and they'd meet Donna? And no, she, well, I mean, she was, I think she was at the entrance. Uh-huh. But like, people were just coming in and going in. Right. People. Some people would just walk through, yeah. and everybody else lined up. It was just up. fascinating to me. I was just, Human behavior is fascinating. It's fascinating, because yeah. I'm like, well, do you want to wait and line up for 20 minutes? I thought to myself, I thought, no. I it's not just... like you needed a ticket to get in. No, there's no, no tickets or anything. It's totally a public event. Yeah, totally it's... hoppy Easter. Yes. And uh, Oh, huge shout out to uh, Mary Ellen Turner. Oh, Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen made 100 Easter bonnets and crowns. Easter bonnets and crowns. What are those? An Easter bonnet? Oh, that's just like the little bounty basket or what? Oh, bonnet. It's like for your head. Oh, like bonnet Easter, for your head. Like an oh, Easter okay. bonnet. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Easter crowns. You've never heard of this? I kind of. I've, I'm uh, kind of familiar. So but. she made 100 Easter bonnets and Easter crowns and gave them up. Oh, right on. And they were gone. But I was there and it, the event was 25 minutes in Who when I got them? there. And she's like, I've only got five left or whatever. It's just a little tiny stack left. It's yeah, like, yeah. how many did you make? She said you made 100. Wow. Magic. Yeah, totally. It was beautiful. So on one side, there's, you know, a, a gate troll system happening. A self-created like yeah. gate system. A gate system. Yeah. Go through the archway of balloons. It was odd. Yeah. And what, the event they, itself what, was what were really they great. doing? Like, like, were they selling something? Was no. there tickets? Was well, there, there was raffles? raffle was tickets, there... but I mean... There were? Okay. I don't think people were lining up. There was no sign that was like, line up here for raffle tickets or Weird. anything. Who knows? It looked like an entrance. It was very odd. Well, we do get a lot behavior of, is very fascinating. It is. We do get a lot of people coming up from the city. And, I mean, I had, I had somebody come up here from the city. And how long did he make it? Ten days? Oh... And I've seen that lots of people move up and they can't hack it. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. We love it up here. Mm -hmm. And a few months later, they're like, where's my lineup? (laughs) Yeah, where's my lineup? And everything's so far apart and there's no McDonald's in this town Mm -hmm. and the commute and, oh, just little issues like getting used to having a water system. A lot of people yeah. have water systems or they realize they actually have a septic system mm-hmm. that they have to deal with. They can't just ignorantly exist. And, uh, or they, they, they do one winter. That's a very common one. They mm-hmm. do one winter mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my good Lord, mm-hmm. snow. 
and snowstorms and long driveways. Yeah, yeah. But then the really the catch twenty two is to orient because we don't have an identity. Mm-hmm. Like this town, this area, just the identity is gone. Well, if you live here, like you said, you grew up here. Yeah, and, and I talked about it in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, when we were in the fires, when we were having those big fires and I was watching, like we were being gutted, like the community was gutted. You couldn't be in hundred mile. And I just, I knew when that happened, I was like, it's going to be such a process to recover from this mm-hmm. because we were out of town for almost, it was like a, over a month. Oh, it just, it, it eradicated everything. Yeah. And it's just never really been the same. And then COVID and I'm like, yeah, disaster it's after an disaster. Absolute disaster. Yeah, manufactured disasters. Yeah, and even this summer with the evacuation of the hospital and all that. Like oh, it's yeah. just Well, the evacuation of the hospital and the gutting of all of the volunteer fire departments mm-hmm. because of the COVID right? jabs. Yeah. Which the CRD is still mandating. Is that still going? Yeah, you still have to have I thought a COVID jab. was over. I thought it was over too. Mm-hmm. It's just a silly, silly sort of thing. Well, what is it now? Omicron? Or something? If, I think if I think I think if if anybody's still talking about Omicron, they fell off. Well, falling off happens. <laughs> that does happen. People fall off all the time. And like, what does that even mean? What do you mean falling off? Cat? Well, because so, it's like if if you think it's about a virus or about some other thing, you don't really realize what's happening. It's well, about digital. It's about this digital ID. Yeah, and, and people like, forget what line happened. Up farms and lineup farms and old people farms. Yeah. like seriously, it's just, and I've been told that by uh, well, I ran for city council. And right. there was a bit of a conversation there, and I won't say with who, and he mm-hmm. said that's the economic backbone of this community currently. And we had the uh, mill, there's a mill mm-hmm. in the town, mm-hmm. which is supposedly like the industry, and it did shut down at one point, and how how big of an impact did that have? Well, Norboard closed. Norboard closed, yeah. yeah. And like there was a lot of people working I think there. I think a lot of people were like, ooh, brace for impact, and then there wasn't one. There wasn't one. There might be a, maybe a bit at the municipal tax level, but I don't really know enough about how yeah, that works it's to, hard to say. comment on it. But but, but yeah, it's a, it's a, they're farming old people right here. Come up, it's a beautiful retirement area and this and that, and they just kind of take the money, and then those people end up with health problems. Likely because there's all kinds of unexplainable issues like... Was it potassium manganese in the water? Um, we don't know exactly what it was. No, it's uh, it's called potassium permanganate. Permanganate. Yeah. Potassium permanganate. And it made the water purple. I, yeah, this is a really odd story. Very, just is the weirdest story. So we've like. created the Village Voice Gazette. Yeah. And the Village Voice Gazette is meant to notice things. Like to tell your story mm-hmm. and to take notice. People aren't alone. Oh, somebody else noticed it too. Yeah, exactly. And to tell stories and, and to like regenerate that identity, right, from the really from the grassroots. Mm-hmm. And I I had this situation with water where I went to run a bath <laughs> and it came out clear for like a split second and then it, it turned to purple pink. Yeah. And I, I thought it was like sometimes they switch the well over or the water right. source and it'll go kind of like a coppery, like a brownie kind of color. Right. And I'm like, oh, it's that. And I sat there and I looked at it and I'm just like, this is purple. Yeah, that's a bit weird. I was like, this isn't the same color. And so I was like, this isn't right. I pulled the pulled the plug and just was like, right. well, no bath tonight. No. Or whatever. Your daughter's waiting for a bath. Yeah. And, and then I was like. No, we have to bath. Like, yeah. This is crazy. I'll just run it for a bit. Flush the pipes. Flush it out or whatever. See yeah. what's going on. Just sorry, like they have to do at the high school with the lead pipes. Oh, the elementary school. Oh, the elementary school. Yeah, yeah. I found that. Well, that's part of my story. Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so, um, 
So you made a, an article in the Village Voice? You yeah, so the purple, I had the purple come out of the tap, and um, and then I was flushing it, so I had to flush it out, and then it went clear again, so I thought, okay, well, we'll have a bath. So we had the bath, and whatever, carry on with life, go to bed, and then I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm like, I'm just going to check my Facebook messages, and I try not to go on Facebook. But I went on there and I had a message from somebody mm-hmm. who would sent me a thing, like this little article thing about potassium permanganate. Right. And it describes And I just had no it. idea what any of it was. And so I clicked on it and then it was like, oh, this compound creates purple to pink uh, dissolution with black crystals. And like, what did I find in the bottom of the bathtub when I drained it? These mm. little black crystal things. Oh, right. So I'm like, okay. So I wrote about it in the Village Voice mm. and um, I sent a message to the district about it. And previously, they would respond to me with um, an email or something, but the next day, somebody came. Showed up. Yeah, a fellow named Paul came. I think he's from the water. Like, right first thing in the morning, eh? Oh, nine. Not, came at nine. nine it was morning. actually really great. And so he came in, and he took a sample and explained to me that they don't put that in the water and offered a couple theories as to what might have happened and said that they would get back to me when they figure it out. Yeah, they have to run an analysis. Which there's not been any... I mean, there's not been any follow-up to that. But I think... The point of the story is that putting it in the village voice did something. It changed something. Right. It's, it had an effect. It had an it effect had because it's it's literally the people's thing. It's yeah. for people. It's a platform so. for that. Yeah. Good test. Yeah. So that was kind yeah. of a, an interesting And story. he mentioned the thing about the, the, the elementary school pipes. Or oh, whatever. yeah. While he was there, he was talking about, you know, flush your pipes and all. He said that's what they have to do at the school with the lead pipes. I thought, we have a school with lead pipes. Uh, just, Okay. Well, just nothing surprises me anymore, but at the same time, I had been in that school the week before, and right. I was like, this building feels like I don't feel good coming into this building. <laughs> well, a lot of those schools were built a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> they probably need to be rebuilt. Yeah, I think that one is probably slated to be demoed. Yeah, well, on the, the old high school, junior high has been demoed. It's gone. Yeah, that was where the tennis courts and the ice rink. And, and what happened to that? What happened there? The garbage there? pile? They tore it down and then it was a big pile. And what happened? And it was full it, of asbestos. It got lit up. It got lit on, it got torched. And all of that asbestos is fine if right. it's just sitting there. But once it's agitated, lit on fire, smoke, plumes, and all the rest. So they just poisoned And And the fact of it is, regardless of how the fire started or whatever, the fact that we don't know the story, like very clearly, mm-hmm. that that's not a community story, mm-hmm. it just shows that... It's just not functioning. No, and the garbage fire yeah. fire didn't just happen no. randomly. There was like a lightning strike or no. something, like they said in the twenty seventeen. And like fire. I live in town, and the feeling that I get from town is that people come and take. And whereas people used to give in this community, they used to give to it. Right. Now they come and take. It's like you live out wherever they live out wherever they've come here to get away from whatever or cash out. Yeah, cash out or something. Or something. They want to get away from the lineup farm. So come to town, <laughs> right? Load up, take. And so it's a taking culture. I don't, I don't, right. I feel like it's lost the spirit of giving, you know? Well, and there's a lot of things like I've got a great interview with uh, DJ that we haven't put out yet. Mm-hmm. And he's got a fascinating story. I've got a pretty fascinating story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have, that are, being targeted by the justice system and right. the corruption in the RCMP and there's all these messed up systems. And uh, so, for example, he's he's on a condition he's not allowed to go into 100 Mile House. But then there's this fellow, Milton, 
And Milton has mental health issues. Right. But his mental health issues, he's dangerous. Right. Like, he comes up and he's got some change and he acts all shy and he asks for a cigarette. And it doesn't matter what you say to him. He absolutely explodes, flips out, starts screaming, scares people. Mm Mm-hmm. All the time. So what do the RCMP do? Right. They tell him to leave the Savon parking lot, go back across the street to the Red Coach Inn, which is condemned, condemned. building. It's a condemned yeah. building Absolutely. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, it's been shut down for what? How many years? I don't know. Like the Red Coach used to be in there. Well, the Red Rock. A Red Rock, yeah. rather. Oh, it's been... I mean, that building's been... Yeah, that building's toast. So they put him in there, and there's something like there's no running water or something like that, or there's no heat, there's just water or something like mm-hmm. that. And it's not warm out. You know, it's it's cold in the caribou. Mm-hmm. It's been freezing every morning from like minus seven. Oh, like he lives there. He's stuck in there. That's mm-hmm. what they do. And so anytime he comes out, they tell him to go back over there, which is completely inhuman. Wow. That's the RCMP's solution to somebody with a mental health problem who is dangerous. Wow. He's, he's, he's has violent tendencies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have it on pretty good authority that he is dangerous. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, and he's yelled at me. And, and I've, I've, I've certainly whatever. felt uh, intimidated yeah. in trying to go through the A&W drive-thru, and I'm like, is this one 100 miles? Oh, yeah. Why? He, he hangs out around there and yeah. yells at people. Yeah. And then there's like, I've never had, I've never street. had an issue with him, I'm, whatever, but I'm that's, like, yeah, I've felt, certainly felt intimidated. Right. So, so what I'm seeing is this, this, this funny system where the RCMP puts these conditions on people Mm -hmm. based on, like for myself, uh, it was an allegation of being exonerated. I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I got all the evidence back. They literally have no evidence. Mm -hmm. Now I have to go back and I've got this huge lawsuit against them Mm -hmm. because they did everything wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was on bail conditions, wasn't allowed in town, all this sort of stuff. Whereas Milton can come over to the parking lot, terrorize people mm-hmm. and the RCMP just come and tell him to go back across the street. It's like a make work project for him. Like he's not going to stay over there. Well, and should he even be expected to stay there? There's no, no uh, he should be one South. Yeah. He should be down in the psych ward. I right. mean, if he's on medication, he's at least okay. I remember I met him with a friend at the uh, chartreuse moose last summer and we were talking and I got this vibe from him. Like, Oh, I'd better like this guy's about to explode. Like he's like, I've sensed danger. I sense violence coming out of this person. Mm-hmm. He's going to fight me. You know? And the heckles do go up. Like mm-hmm. people, we have mm-hmm. all that. That's very good base instinct stuff. So and of all of this, okay. My friend thought that he was going to attack her. So, okay. So of all of this, what, what, what can we take from that? Well, I think mm-hmm. it's a very, very incumbent upon folks that don't, live inside 100 mile to understand what is happening in 100 mile oh and nobody gets that story except we do tell it in the village voice and here on cameo well that's what it's that's what it's about because if we don't if the if the larger region like if the larger collective doesn't fully understand what's happening inside that little juridic bound that is the district of 100 mile house district run by a board even though they can't so even when you live outside of the district and you can't vote for it that's super frustrating and that's one of the dysfunctions of the area but if people outside don't like actually understand what's going on in there it's not going to be there and once that's gone this region it will fall apart well i think the town it looks to me like it's being systematically eroded. Yes. Eroded. Yeah. And um, so what? The, what's the other thing? Because, because this it's is a, a funny one. It's a hub. It's a hub. It's a service center. It's a hub. Absolutely. If, I, if you had a farm, no, it's like if you lived out wherever and you have to drive now to Kamloops, people will do it. 
entire fabric of the community changes. Absolutely. Totally different. Now it's now it's just a bunch of little one-off blips out there. Everybody's driving to Kamloops. Right. Everybody's driving to Williams Lake. Mm-hmm. Well, and it takes a community. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the ice rink in 100 Mile House, and that was really good. They even mm-hmm. had a Zamboni. Oh, yeah, put the together ice rink's by citizens. Yeah. The district wouldn't back them. Um, it was just kind of rebel. Like, they just rebelled it in Yeah, they, they, it was kind of backed. Um, kind of. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was championed. No, not at all. No. Let's, let's not get into the semantics yeah. of it. Because, I mean, you know... They didn't block it, or there's no blocking or anything. They couldn't have blocked it. And, it's, and it was on the school district property. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of a, a spot mm-hmm. where that could happen, and mm-hmm. it did. Because mm-hmm. people made it happen. Yeah. And there was also an ice rink out here in Forest Grove mm-hmm. that uh, locals and neighbors put together. Yeah. We don't ask anybody permission. No. No, you just go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're in it with your neighbors, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. We went there and went skating. It was mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was uh, a remembrance of somebody as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. It's good to see people doing that. Yeah. So then in 100 Mile, what's one of the other things? I'm just, <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. Where's the mayor? He moved away. Oh, right. Where the hell is the mayor? Well, we haven't even, where's, where's, where's the press the release? Like, where's the story? He like, just how do we know? And, so he ran I heard he had, business. I heard he had health problems. I heard whatever. Know. Now I know Aaron and... Aaron Thomas and Kira Thomas are living in his house. So right. I'm like, what's happening Aaron, here, right? Aaron, the operative. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we, we don't, don't know really for know. sure, but we figure he's some kind of a counterintelligence guy. Maybe he'll come and give an interview. I, well, it'd be I great. I just have no idea. I'm like, why was he on the other side of the street but playing you, you Bonnie Henry? You know what happens to him, though? You try to talk to him, and he shuts it down. Right. And so we've had a few people reach out to talk to Aaron, and he just shuts the communication down, blocked. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I said to him, I was like, hey, if you want to, you know, spout off on Facebook or whatever it is, why don't you meet me at the RCMP parking lot at one o'clock in the afternoon and we'll fist fight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I don't think so. I'm cool. very much a coward. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm like, hey, where'd that go? Like, you know, if it's consensual, let's, let's you know, do some fisticuffs. And so well, it goes. wasn't consensual. Well, if it is, but it wasn't because he's a coward. And, but somehow, or maybe he just doesn't want to fight. No, he's a coward. Right. So he, um, so now he's living in the mayor's house. Mm-hmm. Which where's is the mayor? Weird. I'm where's just, the it's mayor? So I'm so confused. Like I'm just like okay. I just want to know these stories. Like, like what I is happening? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's like, like what's this? Be a freaking great story. So the reason like, how I, did you guys end up in the mayor's house? Are right? you renting? Did you buy it? There was no for sale sign. Oh, we would never get the truth though. Right. Right. <laughs> but that's it. Matters. Like those stories are interesting. Right. And they are. They're fascinating. Like to find yeah. out to uncover the true story of it. And that's the thing. So the reason I mention it, like you said, we just like to people we don't like know. to poke fun that Aaron's a CSIS operative. He's totally a CSIS operative. Because we have no idea. Yeah. No, and he we, won't say. He won't say or any, otherwise. He yeah. has no story. So we're like, okay, what, well, like she, I guess she works. Not. She works part time. Uh, They've I think got Kira, brand new vehicle, and Kira runs the Raven for the CFEC. Oh, okay. Oh, the CFEC the Youth Center, the Raven Youth Center. Yeah. So the yeah. CFEC and MCFD and RCMP and the Judicial Council of BC are all in a lot of trouble right now. Right. And that's going to be coming up on another episode. Mm-hmm. But the coffee shop talk, we'll just say they are in a whole heap of trouble at the moment. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it's just, I would like to know the stories would yeah. be. And well, ideal. like you said, like you said, mm-hmm. you don't even know the whole story. I have no idea. When people come to the little community of Hunter Mile House, whether yeah. they're in an outlying area, using it as a service center, any of this sort of stuff, it's good for them to know what's actually going on in the town. Exactly. And one of the things, the first things that I learned when mm-hmm. I moved up here, caribou time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on caribou time. Mm-hmm. You call a contractor, you expect professionality, you'll likely get professionality, but they will show up 40 minutes late. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and there's reasons for that. Oh, there's yeah. potholes on the road. There's deer on the road. There's this. There's that. Everything's really far apart. Mm-hmm. But then it turns into this more laid back atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people like moving up here. Mm-hmm. It's actually a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. A lot of the locals are really great. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them seem a bit seedy, but <laughs> some of those guys are my best friends. Right. Pushed out too. And they get pushed out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely pushed out. Yeah. And why? Did they get pushed out when Milton can run around yelling at people? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, what is what are well, we what are we linked to most closely? The Prince George Penitentiary. Oh, well, I have it on very good authority that this whole place is a feedlot for the penitentiary, mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of uh, drug problems in this town. There's like more homeless issues are erupting. Mm-hmm. There's. Uh, we saw the shopping cart. A shopping uh, that's a cart the pusher. First cart pusher I've ever seen in 100 Mile House. Everything he owns is a, on that cart. Get an interview with that fella. Love to chat with him. Yeah, I don't have any prejudice against the way somebody looks or anything. No, just it's like just, that's a lifestyle. What brought you to? Yeah, yeah like that. To me, I look at it and I'm like, that's a lifestyle, and and I've never seen that lifestyle here. No, no, you see a lot of that in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Why is it coming to 100 Mile? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's coming into 100 Mile, and a lot of good people are being pushed out. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, like DJ's a great dad. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a little kooky because of the stuff that's gone on. Right. You know, it's a good question. How did they not go insane? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how did I not go insane mm-hmm. dealing with some of that stuff? Um, and I have some other friends that are going through that. The justice system's masquerading as a justice system. Right. But it's absolutely broken. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute joke. Um, what was it? Last month, a court in 100 Mile House is the first, I think, Tuesday of every month, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, it was the judge just sat there and read for like an hour, failure to appear, arrest warrants, failure to appear, failure to appear, failure to appear, because people just don't respect the judiciary anymore. Right. It's, it's become a, a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. And anybody that's gone through it is just shocked. And it's not the story that we were told when we're growing up about mm-hmm. justice and honor and integrity and the things that our parents taught us about mm-hmm. the things that we learned were important innately we know that they're important at home you learn that and then you get out in the world and it's like whoa oh it's like cut people's throats and lie in court right and i'm like this is wrong mm-hmm. like this is fundamentally wrong and so like i said like the judicial council of bc like the chief judge is implicated in my issues right yeah mm-hmm. they're in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. they made some big Big errors, which is all available in what was it our first episode? No, original orientation. Have to, you're gonna have, we're gonna have to do another. You're one. gonna have to tell your story. Yeah. You probably have to write it because it's just very and it's not done yet. It's not done yet. Buy your book. Buy my book. Oh my it's gosh. still being written. <laughs> yeah. Oh so my. anywho, anywho, how can we end this on a wrap well, it up tie Easter, it all together? Okay, so like the RCMP, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But the system itself is broken. All these systems are broken. Mm-hmm. MCFD, CFBC, RCMP, the, where's the mayor? Mm-hmm. You know, all of this sort of stuff. And like, so we've got a great quote in this, in this book. We've got the proper of life and mysteries. Proper of here. life and mysteries, yeah. Let me just go to page 233, I think it 233. was. 233. 233. Oh boy, it's a big book. I really like this book. So uh, it's Easter. Well, well, that's up for debate currently. It in sounds this, like Easter in this was coffee shop. <laughs> in this coffee shop, it sounds like Easter, Easter was, was actually 3rd, on the third, April third. Yeah. If you don't observe the the moon as mm-hmm. being part of a solar tradition, right? Like, how did the moon get involved in a solar tradition? Okay, and maybe that has something to do with why 
the systems that are promulgated on justice are mm. actually completely backwards. Mm-hmm. So we're using a... Yeah. Moon is for magic, but anyhow. Moon is for magic, and magic is real? Got that on good authority as well. Yeah, and, and then and tradition, or solar, using the sun as a guide for your life keeps things in order. Yeah. Moon is chaos. Sun is order. Absolutely. Yeah, the sun rises So if you day. stick the moon in your sun tradition, goodbye to your order. It's chaos. It causes chaos, and that's like where we're at today. And so, I'm just going to read this one little thing. The strongest army may be prepared for battle, but victory always rests with the holy writ of heaven. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. The truth is in you. Mm -hmm. It's in your heart. It's the world you know in your heart. Yeah. And so the truth is... The truth is powerful. Yeah, and the truth is if you have an entire society that's based on a solar tradition a solar tradition right yeah. that's then using this lunar it's lunacy it's lunacy it's lunacy and i mean i love the moon the moon last night oh i beautiful. love the moon just absolutely I, I, but yeah that's just that's chaos the moon pulls the tides yeah and it's a wonderful thing yeah but um it is a solar tradition <laughs> yeah so something's i mean that's just a very good point mm-hmm. to say doesn't quite add up. Doesn't add up. Kind of like, do you want to trade in one loony for 40,000 loonies to have the same buying power? Would you rather go to the movies for 10 bucks or 10 cents? And how does Elon Musk want to buy Twitter for $43 billion? What do you even do with $43 billion? Yeah, and I don't even care if I go to the movie for 10 cents or 10 bucks. I just want to be able to go to the movie. Well, and the other thing is that everything in the world's already been paid for. Right. And that's a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. We'll do an episode on that. Oh my god. This has been another episode on Cameo Radio of cop- Coffee Shop Talk. And, uh... In and not a coffee shop. My very own coffee shop. Here <laughs> very good HQ. coffee. <laughs> yeah, very good coffee. And, uh... We want to wish everybody a very happy Easter. Happy Easter. And we're going to sit here and finish the rest of this Parallel 49. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Danny. Bye.